This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 333 of the Pittsburgh Podcast. I'm Sean. <laughs> I'm Sean. Wow. Wow, you are way off there. You're Go ahead. Not... I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Are they the lucky ones? <laughs> That's what you're thinking, isn't it? We're a long way from home. We've jumped way beyond the red line into uncharted space. Limited supplies... Limited fuel, no allies, and now no hope. Maybe it would have been better for us had we died. Quickly back on the colonies with our families instead of dying out here slowly in the emptiness of dark space. Where shall we go? What shall we do? Life begins out there. Those are the first words of the sacred scrolls. They are told to us by the lords of Cobol many countless centuries ago. They made it perfectly clear that we are not alone in this universe. There is a 13th colony of humankind, and I know where it is. Earth, the most guarded secret we have. The location was only known to the senior commanders of the fleet, and we dared not share it with the public. Not while there was a Cylon threat upon us. For now, we have a refuge to go to. A refuge that the Cylons know nothing about. It won't be an easy journey. It'll be long and arduous, but I promise you one thing. On the memory of Lowe's lying here before you, we shall find it, and Earth will become our new home. So say we all. Hmm? Mm. Battlestar. I love that speech. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I do it no justice, but I mean, Edward James almost gives it. You're just like ready to run through a fucking brick wall. Ugh. <laughs> <clears throat> uh. How are you, sir? Good. Yeah. Now that we got our name straight. Yeah. Now that, now that shows how fucked up we are. Yeah. Oh, my. Have a sip of my beer yet. Yeah. Great Gatsby's ghost. Yeah. Yeah. A long week. Yeah. Yeah, you had a long week. You, know, you had you had home repairs you had to, to get on there. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. Like, you know, I mean, last week we, we said that you were having... Technical difficulties with your house. That's why you weren't on. Yeah. So. Felt like I was in a La Brea tar pit. <laughs> All week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It was a rough week. Yeah. Watched nothing. No. I was thinking of what I watched this week. I did I did watch Homecoming again. Um, far from home. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Not as good as I liked. I, not as, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the first time. I still don't think it's as good as Homecoming. No. No, I don't think it's as good as Homecoming either. Um, but I still think it's very good. Yeah. Um, and I got into this 
John Favreau cooking show. The one on Netflix? Yeah. I figured you might get into that. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, so I binged the shit out of that. Did you? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I, I like. It's a concept of like. I remember, I remember years ago he did that, you know, dinner for five. Uh huh. You know, which was like him sitting down having a meal with like four other, you know, people, uh-huh. like m- m- famous people. Like, you know, I, I know one time, I mean, you know, he had on uh, Kevin Smith, uh, Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino. Like, he had people like that on. Yeah. Um, it was like an independent film channel show, I think, even. So, I mean, that may have had something to do with it. But, like, so this kind of reminds me a little bit of that because he's having. He also made a movie. Yeah, when we made the movie Chef. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like part of that, like part of that movie Chef, but part of it is also dinner for five. Well, you know, because they're, they're making the meal together and then they sit down and they eat it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, which is kind of an interesting concept. Yeah. You know. This is, uh, so I guess um, the guy who trained, um, I guess he he's a chef. Yeah, he the guy who truck. trained Favreau how to look like a chef for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But they're also like really close, yeah, and uh, like very close, yeah. And um, so they just go around cooking, yeah. And like he's learning as he goes as well. And he calls yeah. him Favreau, calls him chef, and yeah, yeah, really, yeah. But it's really cool. It's you could tell they're friends, and like you know, chef will just go up to him, put a spoon in his mouth. With yeah. To taste, you know yeah. what I mean? It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's... And then, like, Seth Rogen was on one. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, anytime Seth Rogen's on anything, I watch it. Right. It's because he's so fucking funny. Yeah. And, uh... But, um... What's her name was on it, too? Uh, Pepper. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I saw she was on That was the one where she forgot that she was in one of the, the, the movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Uh... But then they had like a round table, like a Marvel thing. Yeah. They all went out to eat uh, at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was fantastic. I yeah. mean, so every single one of them, it, not only is it different, um, different foods. Yeah. Um, they cook. Um, and if they're going to somewhere where they're cooking, they get involved and then they cook them a meal. Right. The whole staff. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really, really good show. Yeah. It's quite impressive. Yeah. And I've actually learned some things, which is not that I'm a master chef or anything, but I mean, right. like, I'm watching it and I'm, like, learning things, right. too. Right. Uh, which I never knew. Right. Um, before. Right. Um, Favre directs most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's... Just a, it's a, number one, it's a good concept. It's a good cooking show. It's not like Top Chef and all right. those crazy, yeah. crazy shows that are out there, like Iron Chef and Top Chef and Chef Battle and da 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 da. It's just them cooking. It's them having, it's sort of like what we do. Yeah. We sit down and have a conversation <clears throat> and we air it out, you know, whatever. Right. It's exactly what him and this guy do. Right. It's just they're cooking while they do it. Yes. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Literally. Yeah. I mean, like, it's fucking great. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because Favre is funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, 
and it's mature rating because they drop f bombs yeah. and all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. But it's 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 just it's a highly addictive show. Boo. Speaking of silence, um, <laughs> it's a highly addictive show. Yeah. Um, and I really recommend it if you like cooking shows. Yeah. Well, even if you don't. Right. I mean, it's that good. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when they have. You know, like the special appearances and stuff like right. that. Like, who would have ever thought that he would have gotten Gwyneth Paltrow on his show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Seth Rogen, I can see. Yeah. Tom, yeah. Tom Holland, even. Yeah. You know. But it was, I mean, for that roundtable dinner, they had the big dogs there. Yeah. From Marvel. And then they had, Downey was there. Yeah. Holland was there. You know, I mean, it's. Yeah. It's pretty big. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. All of them. Yeah. I watched both seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've thought about watching it. I, li- I like John Favreau. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I think as a human being, like, he's, he seems like a good, good guy. Yeah. You know, it's like, and you, as somebody who's followed his career over the years, like going all the way back to fucking swingers. Yeah. You know, it's been interesting to see, like, his change over the years yeah you know what i mean like when he also kind of he also he also compares it to uh there's a couple of spots you know you gotta listen to him when, when yeah. he's speaking because like not that this gather around the learning tree or anything but you get a little bit more history from him where he came from oh yeah and he oftentimes he compares cooking to um Directing and acting, yeah. getting into the business. Yeah. Like starting as a dishwasher versus starting in as, you know, yeah. best boy, whatever, whatever right. he was doing. You know what right. I mean? And then, like, then acting and then watching what was going on and then asking questions and then getting into directing. You know what I mean? And you, kitchen wise, you start as a dish, you get into prep, right. you get into the line, you start running the wheel. It, it's very similar. You right. know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it's really cool. There's a lot of moments like that in this show where they just talk. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but and he is a guy. It's like, it's interesting, like, just like his career maturation over the years. Like, I mean, he's gone from, I mean, like, like Swingers was like this little independent film that, like, kind of blew up, uh-huh. you know, to, like, now he's one of the biggest directors in the world. Yeah. You know? You, know, you look back at, like, his, his acting career, like, I mean, you know, B-level characters and... And C level movies, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, you look back at some of the stuff he did in the early days, and you're like, I remember him in that, kind of, yeah, okay, yeah, you know. But I mean, like, but at the same time, it's like it's just it's, it's, it, his career arc has just been fascinating to see because it's like he's gone from being like a, a guy you would think like, well, this is the best this guy can hope for. Yeah, you know, he'll be a working actor uh-huh. to being, you know, one of the highest. In demand directors yeah. in the world, and then he puts something out like this, which is really right, really which is cool. Very, well, that's like the thing. Like it was like funny because he went from like doing like Iron Man, and then I, I think like he did the Jungle Book, and then he did Chef, which is like this little independent movie, mm-hmm. which is like really back to his roots, right? Right. Like which is like what you know, but he could get something done. Like he could get a passion project done now because he's John Favreau. Yeah. You know, before he was like that fucking guy John Favreau. Now he's fucking John Favreau. Yeah. You know, there's a huge difference. You yeah. Know? But well, not even chef, but even just this little yeah, this show like blip he, of a show that he's doing. Yeah, I wouldn't say little. I mean, well, sort of. It's small scale. Yeah, one camera, 
maybe more than that, but it's yeah. some lighting. But I mean, like, it's not like this big grand production, right? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, although they did go into Lucas Films, yeah, that was badass. What up? They go to Skywalker Ranch or they... yeah, Skywalker Ranch. Oh yeah, I've heard. And, and then they used all the veggies and everything from yeah. Skywalker Ranch, like yeah. whatever was around them. The chef, yeah, brings up and they cook together, right? Um, but they were doing with the writer of Clone Wars. He was their guest. Um, Dave He's Filani. from Pittsburgh. Dave Filani. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was the one helping them cook that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to have to watch that one. Cause I love, I get, there's another guy I love. I, I love Dave Filani. Yeah. And yeah. so they were, all three of them were cooking together. Yeah. And uh, that interaction was cool. You know what I mean? Like, So it's all about their interactions with each other. Yeah. And then they make each other laugh and they... You know, yeah. throw an F bomb here and there, and Favreau throws a joke, and yeah, you know, it's really, um, it's really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, it's like, you know, it's not scripted. Yeah, it's off the cuff, um, and it's instructional and educational and yeah. funny. Yeah, and like gives you a, um gives you into another side of these characters not characters but these actors or directors or whoever they're working with including the chef and Favreau yeah it just gives you a, like a, a more rich of a history behind them right so it's it, it's very good to watch yeah you know it's it's yeah, a lot of respect for him yeah especially on a cooking plane right I mean he takes it very seriously yeah Oh yeah, he. I've heard him talk about it, like especially like with Chef making the movie. Yeah, like he talked about, like you know, I, I he he wanted to learn to cook. Yeah, like he wanted to learn this this skill, so that not only for authenticity, not only for like authenticity purposes, but it was important to him that like this is something to learn. Like I want to take this very seriously. Yeah, and he thought he did. Yeah. I mean, like he asked pertinent questions. Yeah. Um, to Chef, like, I thought we were supposed to do this, and aren't we supposed to do this, or why'd you tell me to do this before, and yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, right. there's all kinds of stuff like that throughout, where, right. you know, um, like Seth Rogen knew how to debone a chicken yeah. in one of his movies, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, And so Favreau was relearning again how to debone a chicken, and right. Rogen was teaching him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I mean, like, it, it's just, yeah, man, it's, it's. It's very, like I said, it's very addictive and it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I suggest you watch it. Yeah. You know, like just not necessarily just for the cooking aspect, mm-hmm. just because it's kind of cool to watch them interact with each other. Yeah. I mean, when else see to see John Favreau in a normal light? Yeah. No, I agree. Just like, hanging I agree. out, I, I, I think cooking. That's the fascinating part of it to me. Like, I mean, not even the cooking aspect of just like John Favreau just being himself in a informal setting even though it's being recorded yeah like the 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 it's like peeling back the camera or the 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 the, the, the curtain i guess and like seeing behind the scenes of who this person really is yeah he's a big nerd yeah oh yeah he is yeah you know so, i mean like yeah i i highly suggest people watch it because it's really good yeah yeah okay so anyway i think that was about it yeah i did watch the First season of Riverdale. First episode. Oh, oh! Right now, Stork and Peacock are high fiving each other, along with Brigger over there and <laughs> Hobie 
Uh, don't don't get into details because I'm I can, not. But did you enjoy it? Was like like yeah, it was just like this gigantic cry fest in this house. Yeah, because it was all paying homage to him. Yeah. So to, it was like to, what's it? Um, oh god, the guy from nine hundred two one zero, Luke Perry. Luke Perry. Yeah. 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 So I'm not gonna say anything. I'm yeah. Just, Saying it was, yeah. <clears throat> I don't think I cried, as I remember, but I could see why they would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was done well in Riverside fashion and Riverdale fashion. And yeah. But it was good. I mean, it was okay. It was respectful, I guess. Yeah. And like, I guess, I guess the big thing was, you know, they waited to film this because of the death yeah do you know what i mean right and um a lot of the reaction was real like you could tell i mean like a a lot of it wasn't like i mean they even the cast said i guess in interviews and stuff like the emotions were very yeah very real yeah so it was you know gigantic yeah tear fest from yeah sea to shining sea (laughs) i guess I don't know. I mean, I get it. I mean, supposedly he was a pretty good guy. And yeah. People loved him. And yeah. Ringwald was close to him, too. And, like, they yeah. all kind of, you yeah. know, they all went in similar circles, I'm sure. Yeah. So. So, anyway. Yeah. There was that. No, I, as, I, as I said last week in the episode we talked about, I'm I'm slowly getting myself back into professional wrestling. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I, talk, I'm not, we're not going to discuss it again, but like, you know, AEW Dynamite launched two weeks ago. Uh-huh. That's and that's their the AEW show on TNT. It's their first their their weekly program, and like I'm kind of like I'm all in with AEW at this point. But um, NWA Power, okay, <laughs> okay, the NWA is still around. It's been around forever and a day, um, but uh. They're launching a YouTube show, which is straight up studio wrestling, okay. like old school studio wrestling. Okay. So like it's you know there, there's a ring there there's like like a side and a half of a crowd, like like you know like it's like it's it's in a studio. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not it's not an arena. Yeah, yeah. So like 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 ten rows of chairs. Like it's it's not very big. Like you can like you can hear people. It's not just like a big crowd like it's, you know you can hear like individual people like you get him jay you know yeah, yeah, shit yeah. like that but um the thing is fascinating about it, I, was like, I, I heard about this a few months ago like billy corgan he of the smashing pumpkins he's he's behind us okay okay this is like his brainchild and i thought well, wow that's a great idea like getting back to like studio wrestling like that would be a fascinating and like kind of updating it yeah. Okay. That was my thought. They did not update it. Okay. It was like watching, and I, 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 the wrestling was very good. The, the the matches they put on, and I mean, it's like again, it's old school. So like, the most of the matches are just squash matches, where it's like you know, okay, these guys are the guys that are over. These are the guys that are meant to do the job. Yeah. You know, and they just get the shit beat out of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um. But like. The studio, it's, it's like that episode of Seinfeld 
where Kramer found the old Mike Douglas show set and put it up in his apartment. Okay. And like when people would come to visit him, they had to like act like they were on the Mike Douglas show. Yeah. It, it was like the same thing. It was like somebody went to old Jim Crockett promotions, went rummaging through their trash, and found the original NWA on TBS set and just put it back up. Yeah. Like, it is awful. Like I thought like that, you know, they'd have like like it'd be modernized and like it it looks like something straight out of like like nineteen eighty two. Nice. Oh. It was hokey as fuck. Yeah. You know, like I really thought this is like like you take that, that concept of studio wrestling and just update it and it's like, we don't have any money. Let's just go find this old shit and we'll just put it back up and kinda like, you know, do something with it. And I was like, Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> you, I, I can't explain. Like, it's just you have to see it to believe it. It's, like, so fascinating. And it was, like, it took me out of things because it's, like, the set is just so bad. It's so. Really? Yeah. I mean, I felt bad because, like, like I said, like, the main event of the match, like, the champion comes out and he has a good match. And it was a very good match. But, man, like, when they're doing interviews and stuff, it was, it was like, like, they had, like, this, like. <laughs> looks like this cardboard fold out that like like kind of like it's got like three sides to it and you know it's like it says power like several times down the middle and i mean it looked bad like i was like holy fuck spend a little money yeah you know th- th- there should be like a video board or something there no no we're not doing that we're making this as old school as possible and uh <laughs> so <laughs> it caught my attention. I, I'll probably watch it again because it's, you know, you know, you can watch it whenever you fuck you want. It's on YouTube at this point. Yeah. So I don't have to tune in on Tuesdays. But um, but it was just interesting to see it. And I was like, wow, that's. Uh... But the wrestling was good. Yeah, the wrestling was actually good, you know, yeah. from what I saw. Um, Jim Corn, that's the color commentator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, he, he's involved with it as well if you're a fan of. Of Jim Cornette, but other than that, I was just like, "Wow, this is this is <laughs> rough." Yeah. Um, I watched the uh, last Sunday was the uh, the debut episode of Batwoman. Yeah, how was that? It's all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Yeah, like I mean, it, it feels. I, mean, I hate to say it, it feels like another. CW Arrowverse show. Okay. As far as like the feel of it. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm okay with it. And I'm intrigued to see how, you know, I mean, if it, if it, like, if, if it goes the way of Supergirl, which, like, to me, like, it just deteriorated very quickly, I'll, I'll drop it in a heartbeat. But, like, right now, it seems like I'm, I'm okay with it. It seems like an okay show. Yeah. You know, and the um, the season premiere of Flash was this week, and that began setting in motion the, the wheels for Crisis on Infinite Earth, mm. which I know that that like that wording means nothing to you, right. <laughs> but to me as a DC Comics fan, that's like that's like the Secret Wars of of DC. Yeah, you know, like this is like the. The biggest thing that ever happened in comic books back in the 80s was the crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah. And I can't wait to see how they do this. 
<laughs> I really can't because you're hearing all these rumors about like, well, they're bringing in this character. Like Brandon Roth is playing Superman again. He's playing the Christopher Reeve version of Superman, but he's got he's in the Kingdom Come costume, and they're bringing back Tom Welling, and he's going to play su- another version of Superman from another Earth, from the Smallville universe. I mean, it's like all this batshit crazy shit that they're doing. Like apparently Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne is somehow involved in this. Like there's like all sorts of just batshit crazy stuff that they're talking about. You're just like. Wow, <laughs> you know, yeah. like they're finding a way to tie every fucking thing into this somehow, and it's just like, okay, I'm very intrigued to see how this is going to play out because it's either going to be phenomenal or it is going to be what the fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's my biggest concern is it's going to be one of two things. I'm hoping it's phenomenal. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> So that is that. And then Tuesday, I had a, a Dritz emergency. Oh, no. So, for the, everybody knows, I, I talked about it, but we talked about it last week. Dritz is blind. Yeah. Well, Monday night when I got home from work, he was acting really fucking weird. Huh? Like, because he's blind and he, he you know... He's very careful when he walks. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, he knows his way around the, the bedroom. He knows where things are. He, But, you know, you could tell, like, you know, he's very careful with the way he walks. He's feeling with his whiskers. He's feeling with his paws. He puts it out there. Like, he, he's, 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 he's careful about things. Well, for whatever reason, when I came home Monday night from work, he was just walking in circles with not a care in the world, just running into shit, bouncing off of it, and just walking some more. Like he, it, like, like walking in the walls, walking into the bed, walking into the door, walking into just anything. Like he would just and he'd just bounce off of it and just keep moving. And it was like the weirdest fucking thing. He's never done this before. Uh. And I was like, this is this is just too bizarre. And I was genuinely concerned about him. We get to Tuesday. He's still acting this way. Like, uh-huh. I would pick him up and I would hold him, and he would kind of, like, acknowledge that I was holding him, but then he wanted down right away because he wanted to walk. Okay. Like, walking was the most important thing for him. And, like, when he slept, he would sleep with his head against the wall. Yeah. yeah, like, it was, like, the whole thing was just absolutely bizarre. So, at one point, I put him down, and I was getting ready for work, and he starts walking over towards the litter box. I figure, well, maybe he's got to go to the litter box. Okay, fine. So I'm getting dressed, and I hear this this rustling. Now, I have in my bedroom, I have one of those electronic wax melters mm-hmm. because I, I got a fucking litter box in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep it. I, you know, I clean it every day, but still, litter stinks. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've got I've got this electronic wax melter to kind of you know make things smell nice. Mm-hmm. And it's up on a table, and it's he's never bothered the fucking thing before but now he's trying to get up on this fucking table for some ungodly reason <laughs> and I'm like what the hell are you and I charge over and just as I get there he pulls the fucking wax melter over and it gets all like on my arm but all over his, his hindquarters mm-hmm. so now I got a cat covered in fucking hot wax <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me <laughs> And like he, it like didn't even bother him. Like, like I pulled him away, and he just went back down on the floor and started walking again. Like he was like, "Yeah, fuck you, yeah, I got hot wax on me. Who cares?" I'm like, 
I, I can't leave you like this. So I had to call off work, and I had to go. I went down to the Dollar General and got a comb and a brush, and I spent my day trying to brush this wax and cut it out of his fur. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And he was like, having because he's acting goofy to begin with anyway, he's having none of this. Yeah. None of this. So it was like an all-day fucking project trying to get this wax out of his fur. <laughs> and... When, like, so that was like my Tuesday going into Wednesday. Wednesday, he's still acting kind of goofy. Wednesday night, he came home and he started acting himself again. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it was like, like I don't know what he, like, I was looking it up. Like, they say when a cat goes blind, they, they, they do this to map. But he's been blind for quite some time. Yeah. And more importantly, he's been in this room for over a month. He, it's mapped out for him already. At least it should be. Yeah. yeah. Like it, the the behavior was very very peculiar, and but like now he's kind of back to normal. Yeah. You know, and um, that makes me happy because I think like, I was really concerned because I was thinking like, man, if this continues, I may, you know. Yeah. I mean, I have to do the un, you know the unspeakable. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know. I. <laughs> but Can't um. Have him yeah. But thank, thank, thank goodness he, you know, he's he's back to being dritzed again. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. That's an ordeal. It was an ordeal. It was a fucking nuts. I was like, "What are you doing, old man?" <laughs> oh, man. But like, the thing that killed me was like the way the way I knew he kind of was coming back was Wednesday morning. I picked him up. I'm holding him. I hold him. I talk to him. And, um, you know, I'm like, oh, Dritzy Cat, you're my handsome fella. I love you so much. I love you, Dritz. And he turned his head, like, to look at me, and he put his head down, and he went kissed on the forehead. I see. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that's my guy. My guy's coming back. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So that was that. Mm. That's my tail of woe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. That's about it. I didn't, didn't watch anything really new this week. No. Same old, huh? Huh? Same old stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like other than the new TV shows and stuff like that, I didn't watch anything really. Yeah. Yeah. So... One of the things we need to talk about last weekend, we didn't get to talk about this, and me and Nancy didn't talk about it, but last weekend, there were a number of trailers that dropped during the week and at New York Comic Con that deserve our attention. Plus, there was also a trailer that dropped yesterday that I think deserves our attention as well. Okay. So, uh, we'll we'll start with the the movies first. There was a movie, the big one that dropped last week. Was uh, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of the Fabulous Harley Quinn. Did you see this trailer? How many trailers were out for that? Just one. All right, I saw it. Okay. Yeah. So what'd you think? Looks pretty good. Yeah. I don't know the characters, so I don't know. Yeah. What I'm really looking at. Right. Well, I mean, the the big thing is, first of all, they didn't even fo- they really didn't focus on the other characters, because the the other characters you're going to see are. Like, the big ones are um, Huntress. She was one on the motorcycle. Um, Black Canary. Uh-huh. And um, 
Um, uh, Detective Garcia. She plays the question. But th- those are like the three. Like those are going to be the birds of prey and then you have Harley. Okay. Um, there's also Cassandra. I think Cassandra Kane, and she eventually going to be a bat. One of the bat girls. But um, the bit the, like the two big things that I thought they they kind of focused a little bit more on was one. I mean, it was a he- heavy Harley, a Harley heavy trailer. Uh huh. But also you got to see a little bit of Ewan McGregor as as the villain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as um as Black Mask, and uh, man, I, that more than anything in this movie, I can't wait to see Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I, I I know it's cliche with this podcast. I mean, the great Ewan McGregor. Man can't do anything wrong, but it's true. How often do you see him play of like an over the top villain like this? Right. Never. Yeah, yeah. And I can't wait to see how he does it. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're gonna get with Harley Quinn. Like at this point, like, okay, great. I'm sure it's I'm I like Margot Robbie in the in the role. She's she's fine. But man, I wanna see fucking uh <laughs> you you and McGregor as a as an over the top villain like this. Yeah? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like I, I like the little things I saw in the trailer. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it it's gonna be a goofy movie. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think so. Like I I I, I don't quite understand how this all is gonna fit in. You know. Um I like the concept of it, but like it's like I'm just curious to see like like how how rooted in reality is? I mean, there's at one point, like you know, she at the end of the trailer, she hands the girl the, the stick of dynamite. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, you know, what I mean, like it, it that felt very cartoonish. Yeah, but it worked at the same time, oddly enough. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm intrigued to see how how this goes exactly. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I don't have much of an opinion on it because I don't know what I'm really looking at. Yeah, it looks a lot like similar to the Suicide Squad as far as filming. Yeah. Sort of that dark. Yeah, it has a very it had a very washed out feel to it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the other trailer, which came out yesterday, uh, was for Jungle Cruise. I didn't see it. You didn't see this? Okay, hold on. We'll have to have to have you watch that. All right. So you just watched the trailer for Disney's Jungle Cruise. Yeah. What'd you think? It looks fun. It feels Pirates of the Caribbean-ish without being Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the whole thing with, you know, her falling on the ladder, the ladder spinning, catching, far fall. I mean, that that was like classic Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. Without, you know, Jack Sparrow. Right, right. Um, I thought it looked fun. I mean, it looks like a fun Disney movie. Yeah, it does. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I don't have... Johnson is getting paid, though. Who? John... The Rock is getting paid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we're looking like, he, he's going like Nick Fury. I mean, uh, Nick Fury. <laughs> Nicholas Cage? No. Oh. Um, Samuel Jackson money. Oh, yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. Well, I, I think he, he's a guy who's figured out, like, that window is small for him. Yeah. You know, I, I mean... He's, I think he's he's forty six or forty seven at this point. Yeah, you know, what do you have another like to, to to be a strong action hero like he is? Right. What do you have another other, you know, ten years maybe? Oh, we got asked a lot. 
Yeah, but I'm just, I mean, like, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. But I mean, like, all I want is like, like where, like, he is the headliner, like he is right now. Like, you know, he, you know, he spent a lot of time in pro wrestling. Yeah. And then he transitioned to to movies, and yeah, you know, I, I think he's just he's a guy who's like, I'm going to do as much as I can, as quickly as I can, to get my nut. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that maybe I don't have to do this at 65. Right. Right. You know. I, I think that's his kind of philosophy a little bit. You're right. Like, he is in a ton of stuff. But you and I will agree, the majority of it's pretty damn good. Yeah, the majority of it's good. Like, it, that's the other thing. Like, like, Nicolas Cage puts out 10 movies a Even year. Even Skyscraper was okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's my point. Like, like you, they're not great movies. He's not making masterpieces by any stretch of the imagination. But <clears throat> they're watchable, fun movies that... You, you enjoy, yeah, yeah. you know, as long as you, you understand what the experience is going to be. It's a popcorn experience. Yeah, it is. Completely. You know, <clears throat> you're not getting Shakespeare from this man. <laughs> no, he knows that, too. Yeah. I mean, not that I don't think he could probably do it. I think he could. Yeah. It's just there's no money in Shakespeare. <laughs> right. You know, this is where the money's at. Yeah, they want to see muscle. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that that's the thing, like... It, and you look at this movie. I mean, first off, like the the, the period you were ecstatic about seeing. Yeah, because the period movie looks like it's like twenties, maybe twenties. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe later. Yeah, like thirties. I I don't know. Yeah. So that yeah yeah that aspect of it. You, you Emily Blunt, she's a great actress. Right. You know she's not going to sit on something that's a piece of shit. Right. You know, and then you you throw in Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah. And I mean it's just it's a recipe for fun and adventure. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. It does, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's the best you can hope for with a with a movie like this. And like the, the, the thing is like and like I said, I mean, it, re, it it feels like it reminds me of like the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie in a lot of ways. Right. Like the just the feel of it, like you're like, oh wow, this looks like so much fun. It's based off of a Disney ride. Right, right. You know. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe they pulled this off. It's the same feeling. Like, oh, shit. I mean, and it it's reminiscent. Like, it, it, it's the beginning of the trailer is kind of like the. Yeah, beginning of Pirates. Yeah. Well, it's all, but it's also the the, the, the the part where he has the people on the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. yeah. It's like reminiscent of the ride. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's what you expect from the ride itself. Well, especially the hippo. Yeah. It looked exactly the same. Yeah. It probably was. They probably just pulled it in. <laughs> yeah. You know. So. Yeah, but it, look, it looks entertaining. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. I mean, Jumanji was good. Yeah. And I mean, that was, you had no expectations. I had, no, I, I had actually lowest expectations. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I was like, yeah. oh, this is going to stink. And it did. I actually liked it. Yeah, it's a really well done movie. <laughs> it is. It's like surprisingly really well done. Yeah, it is. That's the thing about it. It's like you know, you know, you're like you and I were both kind of like, what the fuck? Why would you fuck with perfection? Yeah. But it worked. Yeah, it and worked very well. And they modernized it. And yeah, it, was, it worked very well. And then they do a sequel to this, and from the first trailer, we were both like, okay, this could be entertaining. Yeah, because yeah. it's you know 
is the same but different. Right. You know, like, wow, okay. Yeah, there's some, there's some smart people involved with this. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Um, Disney magic. Yeah. The, the other the other two trailers were TV trailers. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, we'll start with the, the smaller of the two. We got our first look at season three of Discovery. Oh, I didn't see You didn't see that. this? No. Oh, okay. No. Hold on. I... All right, so first we, we've got... You, you watch the... Uh, the trailer for Discovery. Yeah. Season three. <clears throat> There's not much there. No. Nah. Looks exciting. I mean, it's a teaser trailer, which I'm fine with. And, I mean, it... It kind of let you know that, you know, things have changed. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Shit's changed. They're way in the future. And, you know... Shit's about to go down. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need to know. But I, I, I like I like the you know just just based upon like you know the fact that the Federation is fractured or or dead or like whatever is going on in this trailer like I like the idea of that like it's not like they went into the future and everything's all peace love and happiness right like that was my concern it's like they're gonna go into the future and it's gonna be like Almost like the Federation against them. Like, you know, who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah. The Discovery was destroyed. No, 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 no. You know, yeah. you know, like that's what my fear was. And um, no, this seems more like you know, the future is even more fucked up than the past was. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. It looks very deep. Yeah. Like there's a lot of story there. Yeah, which you expect from Discovery at this point. Right. Like season two was like season one was was very action oriented. Season two, still very action oriented, but but a bit more thinky. Yeah, and I expect this to be a bit more thinky. Yeah, you know, which I'm fine with as long as it's telling a good story, an overall story arc that that, that pulls me in. Yeah, you know, um, but I, I I can't wait. Like I mean, it's, it's such a good fucking show. I <laughs> know. That's the real key. Is that it's such a good fucking show. Like you know, it may be the best show on TV right now. It's good. Yeah. Let's hope season three matches. Yeah, I, I hope so. Matches up. But the other one, and the one that has you, 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 you were excited and then cringed, was uh, the, the the big trailer for Picard. Yeah. And we found out we're getting this in January. Mm. So let's start with your your thoughts. I'm excited for this show. Yeah. Um. I like where they've gone with it. Yeah. Um. I do. Yeah. I, I like how it's sort of like the Federation's turned turn their back on him. Right. Um, and he feels pinned. Yeah. With choices. Right. You know, I mean, his his love is space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And in people. So um, I'm excited for that. Um, touching moment when. He, he called his dog number one. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess that's supposed to pay off <laughs> later on in the trailer when you see number one. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how I feel about it. I don't... I like how what they've done with him. Right. What he looks like now. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I don't know if I'm ready for that. I, I you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't want anybody else involved with Picard's story from the old squad. Right. Well, I, I, I personally, I feel it like has a later Star Trek feel to me. Well, it, like as long as it's, it, it feels natural in the story itself. There be whales, Captain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, this, this, this may be like no. I, I don't think, it's, I don't think it's going that direction. Like you're, you're right. Like I mean, when I, when I see Will Riker and, and, uh, and Troy, yeah. like it's like, mm. why are you visiting them? Yeah. Like, if it's natural to the story, if there's something going on where he needs to talk to Will, I'm fine with that. But if it was just like, eh, you know, I'm going to go visit my old buddy Will and tell him what the fuck I'm up to. Yeah. You know, then I'm kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like, it, 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 then it, as long as it doesn't feel forced, that's the real That's key. That's what I don't want. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully it's just a small cameo and that... Yeah, I mean, like, I don't need to see Worf. I don't need to see Jordy. Yeah, I don't want to you know, see everybody just uh, coming back and I mean, say, Data, hey. Data's in this because apparently he's a ghost haunting Picard. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways. And clearly there's something that's taken place that, you know, Jean-Luc Picard's past that, that he can't run away from. Him. Right. You know, and I and part of that is I'm sure he feels guilty of, of losing Data. Yeah. Um. You know, he didn't want to lose data. That was that was you know, at the end of that movie, at the end of was it Insurrection? I can't remember which one the fucking one it was. The one with Tom Hardy. Um, but I mean, at the end of that, you know, I mean, he, data sacrifices himself to save Picard. I'm sure there's a, a a bit of guilt because it should have been him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm sure there's a bit of that, and there's apparently something else that's happened that 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 weighs heavily on Picard, though. And I'm intrigued to see what what that is that takes him out of the sky, right? Yeah, you because know, it was another one of those things. Like you go all the way back to Star Trek Generations, where he has the conversation with Kirk, and Kirk's like, "Never let them take you out of the chair." Right. Yeah, you know, that was like the words of advice that Kirk gave him: "Never let them take you out of that chair." What took him out of the chair? Yeah, because. And then the other side of that is like, you know, when he goes to visit that admiral, and she's like, you know, this isn't your house anymore. Yeah. That's strong. Yeah, and that's like disrespective. Yeah. It, it disrespective. is. Disrespective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like, really? Dude, dude has been through hell and saved Earth a couple times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like on Shatner level here. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know Kirk level here. But this man is a Starfleet legend. This is how you're treating him? <laughs> right. You're showing him the door? Yeah. 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 I mean, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how this all plays out and like whether or not they kind of interconnected with discovery a little bit. Like are the, are the dominoes that are falling, are they beginning in Picard that lead to the fall of of Starfleet that the discovery is seeing? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, cause like Picard talks about the morals of Starfleet. And you know this isn't you know this is what Starfleet would do and you know she's like get the fuck out of here don't pre- don't talk to me about what Starfleet is it isn't <laughs> yeah this is my house now bitch yeah you know I, I, I was like wow okay yeah this is where we're at yeah um but it was touching moment when they were on the sitting by the lake yeah 
I mean, I have to admit that was yeah that was good stuff. It was yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like it. That those two men have a bond over anybody else on that ship. Right. Yeah. You know, they, they they were aside from data. Yeah, but I mean, they, like the, those two men, like you know, they were in charge of the ship. You know, Will Riker. You know, for he 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 was he stayed with Enterprise longer than he should have. Yeah, like it beca- it becomes a thing. Like I think at the end of the TV show and then into the movies, like they're like, "What are you still doing on the Enterprise?" Yeah, you should be a captain by now. And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be a captain. When I want to be a captain." Like you know, like it was almost like Riker was waiting to, for the Enterprise to become his ship. In in a sense, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he wanted to leave John Luke at the same point. at the same time. Yeah, I, I think that was also part <laughs> of it. Like, I think he begrudgingly becomes captain of the Hood. At some point, like at the end of the the last movie, like that's where he's going. Yeah, you know. But in the meantime, like it's like Will Riker's done a pretty good job of fucking up the Enterprise every chance he gets. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, he take he fucking wrecks the D separation. <laughs> yeah, he wrecks the D in, in generations. Yeah, um, you know, and then in uh, Insurrection, I, I I think he you know he was like he was like ramming speed ahead. <laughs> You know, some fucking ramming shit. You know, I guess like Will Riker doesn't have a great track record when he handed the keys to the car. No, no. So, yeah, I know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's it's gonna be good. I. Yeah, I have very high expectations for those of for those of you out there that have not seen the Wolverine. Yeah, you know what I mean, like Logan. Yeah, Logan. Uh, the uh, it's in that vein, similar, not so decrepit, but right. I, I feel, I feel a Logan esque type of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's playing a beaten down Jean Luc Picard. Yeah, he is. Like this isn't the Jean Luc Picard that we last saw on the bridge of the Enterprise, right? And I'm really curious about this team he has. Yeah. Oh, that swordsman looks yeah. amazing. There's a pilot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're like picking them out. You know, I was yeah. like, I like this crew. Yeah, and I'm very interested to see what their story. Like, like as you were watching the trailer, something he says, I hope they explore these characters, and I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I hope they do, and I think they will, because at some point, like I mean, they have to become important. Yeah. Well, it, he has to develop a relationship with these characters, right? You know, it almost has a serenity feel. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I want. But in a Star Trek realm, right. with him at the point, yeah, and so yeah, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean it is. Right, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> and what are they doing? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, like, yeah, like what all's involved with this? Because like, what's this? What's this little girl's story that you know, and everything else? I mean, it's it's a very like you you, you they've given you a lot of information without giving you any information. And there's photon torpedoes going off. And, yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to this, and I mean, I, I think it's going to be a very very good show. I think I, you know, I, I'm I'm very very intrigued to see how this all plays out. Yeah, I mean, like if he's with a bunch of rogue pirateish type of people, yeah, then there's then you have that, um, you have that uh, conflict. Yeah, him being, you know, him being Jean Luc Star Picard, Trek. Yeah. Uh, you know, morality. Yeah. Versus 
you know. Yeah. What he's got. Right. What he's going to get. And how far can you trust him? Yeah. That's, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's another added, you know. Yeah. Another added fold. Yeah, to the story. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see. It looks very interesting. It looks very deep. Like, there's there's a lot of depths to this yeah. storyline with the people, his regrets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's the overall arc. Right. So, there's definitely a, a laid plan here. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how this all plays out and, you know, what this, this story's going to be like. And, I, you know, I, I have very high expectations for it. I know. I mean, and that's and that's based off of two things: one, the trailers, but two, also how good Discovery has been. Yeah, like I mean, that's the thing. Like they've they've shown they can give you a show that is much more modern with their storytelling, and you know, it's fun and it's actiony. And I'm not expecting a, like a ton of action from a Picard show. Like I'm, you know, clearly. <laughs> you know, well, that's what the members of the crew are for, right? But like, at the same time, I'm not expecting Jean Luc Picard to be you know running around with with you know two fists and phasers and you know what I mean, like you know Those fucking green women. Yeah, I don't yeah. see that happening. But at the same time, I I do expect to be there to be a certain level of like space battle and action and you know there it don't don't pull me in with a falsity like you used to with the Next Generation TV show. Like the promise of something cool happening, and really, it's not. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but I do have high expectations for it, just because Discovery's been so good. Like, I feel like the people who are in charge of Star Trek right now, they're they're building something on the TV side that is absolutely wonderful, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping this is part of that, and and has that same. I don't want to say the same feel as Discovery, but kind of the same feel as Discovery. Yeah. You know, yeah. As far as like the storytelling and everything else. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I saw. I'm looking forward to that. At least we'll get that in January. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Discovery probably won't be until spring. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Too long. <laughs> it is. It's too long. You're right. I agree. Let's dip our Tony old mailbag. No, I did watch. I have oh, to say one thing. Sure. Um, I did kind of watch. I mean, kind of. Um, the first episode of Creep Show. Uh-huh. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Adrian Barbeau was in the first one. Nice. Yeah. And it had... It was Stephen King. Yeah. Um, And it was good. Yeah. And gross and... Yeah. What you expected. The second one um, was lighter. Like, Ellie watched it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, It did not have the gore and the grossness and stuff like that. But it was a very good story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want to give it away, but it, it was... It was good. Like, it was... Yeah. It was cat's eye-ish. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it wasn't, you know, crazy. Right. Yeah. 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 I get what you're saying. But, yeah, it was okay. Cool. Yeah. And there's no Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't expecting a Crypt Keeper. No, but it's... 
it's more of the phantom from the original books. Right. The skull and the yeah. hair and yeah. yeah. That's what's Yeah. Kind of there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's it. That's all I got on that. Okay then. Cool. So that's the Bartonio mailbag. All right. Mailbag. And as always, we start with a good friend, Super Fan Thad. Hello, my two favorite hosts who like to wear new, new. It was nice hearing Nancy on the show for a change. I was getting tired of listening to Ian. (laughs) Just kidding. He's much better than Nancy. Jesus. I know why Nancy pauses the women's matches. I do the same thing. So, no, you nasty bastard. Sorry, we did not go to a haunted house last week. Crystal was sick with cocking you. It was a little contagious. I think I picked that up from Tim. Yuck. I'll have a review next week when we go to Kennywood. Okay, you enjoy that. Yeah. It's been a, a an off year for you, my friend. I will say this much. I mean, this is uh, usually you, you've had several reviews by this point. Yeah. Um, starting mid September, and you've really laid off this year. I'm uh, I'm so disappointed. Okay. Uh, shout out to Platypus. Happy anniversary. A year ago Sunday, Sean got stuck going to the wrong wedding. I bet Sean does not even remember what color undies he wore that day. Actually, I do. They were black. Okay. Short writing this week. I have to get back to the Happy Days Marathon on TBS. I have yet to put my pants back on. Yuck. Yuck, indeed. And next up, we have our good friend, the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Uh, Tim writes in, TikTok, TikTok. Almost Watchmen time. But as a side note, did you see the preview for His Dark Materials on HBO? Holy balls, that looks good. It has Lin-Manuel Miranda in it. You know me, I if I'm anything, it's a Broadway fan. Okay, I would not have guessed that. Anyway, I heard absolutely nothing about this show until I tripped over the trailer on HBO Go. Really looking forward to it. I'll hang up and listen to your answer. I well, um, have you seen the trailers for for this? No. Okay. Well, I mean, it's the Golden Compass. Okay. It's that, that series. HBO bought the rights to that series. Okay. Or I guess Warner Brothers probably had it. I think they did the, the movie a few years ago that was awful. Yeah. Um, but that's essentially what it is. It's, it's you know, the, the, that that franchise, the, the, the first book was The Golden Compass. Uh-huh. Um, and it looks good. It's, it's also got James McAvoy in it. Really? It's co-produced by the BBC, hmm. which is why I think how they think I got McAvoy. Yeah. Um, You're not getting paid shit. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but we own your ass. Yeah. We still, you still owe us. Yeah, you owe us. I don't care, big shot, do, doing Hollywood movies. You still owe us. 
Our hmm. contract says... Here's some fish and chips and a smoke. Yeah, that's about it. That's why they probably would have got paid for this. <laughs> but, um... But it, it does... It, it, it looks much darker than the movie was. Yeah. Um... I mean, I'm going to give it a watch. Um, I, you know, I was, I'm not somebody who's like, I've, I've never read the Golden Compass or any of the other His Dark Materials books, so I'm not like going to sit here and say like, I'm overly familiar with the the source material. Yeah. But um, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely give it a watch just to see. Like, um, and I hope it, I hope it's good. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah. And when does that come on? Um, I think in a couple weeks. I, I think I know this this week is the se- the se- the season finale for the Righteous Gemstones and the series finale for Ballers. I think also Succession. Okay. Um, which I've always wanted to watch, so I need to like binge watch that. But um, so I think those wrap up this week, and I I I don't know if they start next week or the week after, but um, I, I it's it's coming up here really quick. Right. So you got that. I can't wait for Watchmen. Nancy can't wait for Watchmen. Nancy, I think we're gonna have Nancy on. I'm gonna have to have you over the house, and we will have like what we do. We used to do a dim with the uh, wrapping up um, Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Nancy wants to kind of do that with Watchmen because okay. she's a, like a, you know a big fan, uh-huh. and she wants to do something for that. Right. So I think we'll have you over the house. And we'll record the three of us together talking about the Watchmen series right. as a whole. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. And the week after that, we'll have Tim over, and he can talk about his Dark Materials. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Book it! <laughs> so. That's that. Yeah. Anything, anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email like these fine folks have. And that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And lastly, we are a member of a number of different podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search and you'll find all the other great stuff that they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Um, it means a great deal to me and Ian both uh, that you know you do take the time to enjoy our hijinks and shenanigans. So mm-hmm. thank you very, very much. We do. And so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.